Since its launch in November 2015, Fresh as the Word has been a documentation of sorts for me, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier. As I journey through my love of music and pop culture, as well as using this platform to share my growth on topics important to me, which includes topics involving women's rights, people of color, and the LGBT community through the artistic lens of pop culture. As an ever-evolving podcast, I'm going back to my roots focusing more on the music artists I'm passionate about from the past and present. From the classic hip-hop artists I grew up on, to the new faces of dance, and from the metal bands I've long appreciated, to the indie alternative artists stealing my heart, Fresh of the Word aims to tell the stories of those who need their contributions to music known, while also exposing my audience to the next artist to watch out for, sometimes before they blow up. Welcome to the Fresh is the Word podcast. I'm your host, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier. And like always, we have the freshest of guests for you. The guest for this episode is Ayanna Smash, making her national debut as Mimi Marquez on the Rent 25th Anniversary Farewell Tour. During our chat, we talked about how she got the role of Mimi, how growing up in Mount Vernon, New York, molded her as a person, and how that translated into the musical theater world. Her experiences as part of Rent and how she was able to relate to the Mimi Marquez character and how Rent is still relatable 25 years later. Ayana also has a new uh, single that she released titled Queen, so go check that out. Uh, the Rent 25th Anniversary Farewell Tour will hit the Fisher Theater here in Detroit for a limited run from October 19th to 24th. For more information and to purchase tickets, visit broadwayindetroit.com. And it's a special note that all guests attending these performances must show a proof of a negative COVID test taken within 72 hours of the performance or a proof of full vaccination at least 14 days after your, your second dose with a government-issued ID prior to admittance of into the theater. Additionally, all guests must wear face coverings while in the theater unless actively eating or drinking regardless of vac vaccination status. So, without further ado, let's get into this interview with Ayana Smash from Rent. And now a brief word from our sponsor. Founded in 2015, 20 by 20 Apparel seeks to bring original tributes to pro wrestling's classic arenas, moments, and events. They look to spotlight the biggest, smallest, strangest, and strongest. They also provide an array of services. In the world of wrestling, where there are hundreds of shirts, promotions, flyers, social media accounts, and ads, don't get lost in the sea of parody shirts and display fonts. They can provide professional graphic design services at a reasonable price. 20 by 20 also hand screen prints all of their tees in-house. If you would like to discuss a possible run of tees, posters, koozies, foam fingers, even Zubaz, then drop them a line. Go to 20by20apparel.com. That's the number 20, the letter X, the number 20, apparel.com. Hey, welcome back to the Fresh of the Word podcast. And like always, we do have the freshest of guests for you. And who I'm joined with is Ayana Smash, 
who plays Mimi Marquez on the 25th anniversary farewell tour of Runt. How are you doing today, Ayana? I am doing really good. How are you? I'm I'm doing well. It's been cool. Um, you know, I'm excited that the that the curtain is coming up and we're uh and we're going to see some uh, musical theater again. Uh that was always a uh, it's always a fun thing for me to do. I do you know, I do a lot of things in the music scene and everything and uh I really in, and I'm, that's one you know, one of the things I really did miss was uh you know, musical theater, you know, seeing right. seeing that. You know, how does it feel to just like be back it really feels amazing and kind of surreal like literally a couple months ago i was sitting on my couch like binge watching netflix shows eating snacks and now i'm like back on stage doing exactly what i love telling the story that i love to amazing people so it's it's been really great like you know you know what, what were you doing what were you doing during all this time off for this pandemic you know how did you like sort of like keep you know keep yourself you know ready to go get back on the road um it was definitely hard um i definitely took up kickboxing so that i could take you know keep myself in shape and also you know learn how to fight a little bit because who doesn't want to oh of course um yeah. so that was like really really fun um and i'm still trying to keep it up while i'm on the road it's just a little hard with our schedule but i definitely picked that up to keep myself in shape i was doing vocal lessons throughout quarantine so that i could keep my voice in shape um, and then also I got my certification to become a health coach and a life coach. So now I'm studying to become a health coach for performers so that I can help other performers maintain their body and their minds and their talent while doing the job that we love so much. Wow. You really did like pick up skills. Like when you were, yeah. uh... <laughs> <laughs> I was working. Yeah. <laughs> There's those people that go on Twitter and be like, yo, at the, at the end of this pandemic, you should at least learn one to two to three skills. Right. Get yourself an LLC and uh, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But uh, it looks like, uh, yeah, it looks like you uh, took some of that advice and. Yeah. And, and you know, used it to good use. Yeah, absolutely. How did you, uh, how did you get involved with, uh, you know, Rent and getting this role as Mimi? Um, so the casting director for this tour was actually friends with the founders of my college, the Institute for American Musical Theater okay. in Harlem, New York. Um, and so when they came to uh, listen to a couple of the students, she saw me and she said, hey, do you want to come audition for the show? And when I initially auditioned, I was actually auditioning for Joanne, which is so funny because I ended up being Mimi instead. And Mimi feels a lot more natural to me um, and she feels a lot more close to my heart. But that's basically how I got into uh, auditioning for Mimi and ended up being on this tour. What was it about Mimi that uh, you connected with? Um, well, first of all, I booked the tour when I was 19 and Mimi was 19. Um, Mimi is 19. Um, and so that definitely felt close to my heart because I was afraid that I would have to play a part that was either way younger than I was or way older than I was. And she was literally perfect. Um, and just there's a lot of personality things about Mimi, just like her passion and her veracity for life and just to, you know, make sure that she's doing what makes her happy and what makes her life worthwhile for the amount of time that she has. That's definitely something that I identify with. And also her sassiness. It's so, it's so great. I really love her so much. <laughs> where, um, where are you originally from? You know, what kind of a childhood did, do you have? You know, how did you get this itch to be a performer? 
Um, so I grew up in Mount Vernon, New York, which is like right outside of the Bronx. Um, uh, and I Pete Rock. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you for that, because most people have no idea what I'm talking about when I say where I'm from. Right. But it's fine. <laughs> yeah, when Stone says Mount Vernon, first thing, Pete Rock. Right. Literally. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for reminding them. Um, so yeah, so I grew up in church. I grew up in the children's choir. I grew up in the dance ministry. Um, I also attended Harlem School of the Arts, which was like an extracurricular um, artistic training program that I went to after school for about 10 years, literally all throughout middle school, high school, a little bit of elementary school. And that's where I received most of my training. So I learned how to play guitar there. I got into visual arts there and painting and drawing as well as singing and musical theater and dance. All right, so you were yep. in New York through and through. Yes, yes, through <laughs> and through. <laughs> how has how how growing up in New York, you know, really sort of made you into the person that you are? Um, Honestly, I think that is, it has everything to do with uh, who I am. Just the determination that I have as far as going and getting what I know I deserve. Um, and also the hustle. The hustle has definitely taught me so, so much. Like you have to keep going no matter what. You have to make sure that you get to where you need to go. You have to make sure that you accomplish these goals that you set for yourself. Um, New York is definitely a, a go-getter place. And I feel like being surrounded by that energy and that environment has definitely informed me on how to go get, you know, what I know that I deserve and how to go chase my dream. Right. How does that compare with, you know, being on a, uh, <clears throat> like, a, a touring musical and everything that all the fastness, all the moving parts in regards to a, a touring company. Um, so I definitely think New York being fast paced is, has definitely helped me uh, deal with this tour a little better. Um, so I'm used to things, you know, kind of being a little chaotic, a little messy, very quick, very fast. Um, and that's kind of what this tour is because uh, we're bouncing back and forth between towns. We're in a new environment every single time. Um, we're in a new, you know, city, a new theater every single time with a new audience, which is great. Um, and I think being able to roll with the punches and, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought, being able to roll with the punches and being able to um, just be adaptable to every situation and every environment and every audience and house that we end up in. Um, I think that New York has definitely helped me deal with that and helped me roll with the punches on this tour. What, um, you know, growing up, you know, even through today, um, you know, I'm, I'm a big hip hop head, as you just, you know, already know. <laughs> right. Um, you know, what, what sort of music, is there any music from New York that you, that really, you know, you gravitated towards throughout your life? Um, I would not say any specific music from New York. I do love Pete Rock. I do love Heavy D, who you know is also from New yeah. York. Um, I do love DMX, who is also from New York. You know, yeah. all he's he's literally from like Yonkers, which is like ten minutes yeah, away Yonkers. from me. And he was raised in Mount Vernon, so it's still iconic and amazing. Um, so I definitely, my mom grew up bumping their music in the car always along with her gospel, but those guys, she absolutely loved them. Um, so listening to their music has definitely helped influence me and teach me a couple of things. What's some things that you, you learned from those artists? Um, what I learned is that no matter what you go through and no matter what you might endure, you know, in your upbringing or even, you know, in your career, 
as long as you are doing what you're supposed to be doing, you will always be doing that thing. There will always be doors open for you. There will always be room made for you. No one can take your gift away from you. And DMX and Pete Rock and Heavy D, all of those guys have definitely taught me that. It doesn't matter where you come from. You will always make it to where you're supposed to be. How does it, it feel to be a part of this rent, uh, you know, farewell tour, 25th anniversary coming? Is it like such an iconic musical you know anybody anybody that knows musicals knows rent and right and we also learned how many minutes are in a year because of it <laughs> right because most of us didn't know <laughs> oh my gosh i mean it's i'm i'm so extremely grateful um every single night that i'm on that stage it literally brings me to tears that we got the opportunity to be part of such an amazing show and such an amazing legacy and an amazing story. Jonathan Larson wrote like the most beautiful storyline in musical history that I've read or performed or sang or listened to or watched. Like it's just, it's so iconic in its own right. Um, and just to think that we were handpicked out of a dozen of people who auditioned for this tour and to tell this story that we were chosen to tell this story to people all around the country for the next eight months. Like it's, it's absolutely surreal. It's amazing. Yeah. It's the 25th anniversary, but th this, this musical is so timeless because it deals with so many social issues that are right. still very um, relevant. You know, what's your you know feelings about that? Um, I really love that part of the show. Um, the fact that it talks about the AIDS epidemic and homelessness in New York City and just struggling artists in New York City. Um, it's so close to home. I'm so glad that I get to tell this story specifically, especially living in New York. Like there's so many homeless people or so many heroin addicts or crack addicts that you walk past or that you walk over, unfortunately, in the city. There's so many struggling artists that I know who are struggling to pay their rent, who are struggling to stay inside of their apartments, who are struggling to stay inspired and keep creating art while they're struggling with these things. Um, it's just, it still is amazing to me that someone like Jonathan actually thought to tell this story because this story is not told in musical theater and in most places in general. So it's, it's really, it's absolutely amazing. I'm so glad that I get to tell that story. You know, what was it about just performing or whatever that for you first caught that bug, you know, how old were you and when were you like, Hey, I just, I want to start doing this. Um, I believe that I was seven or eight and there's actually, <laughs> There's actually a video of this somewhere on YouTube circulating of me singing a solo in the children's choir. And it was my very first solo and they recorded it. And you could see that when the congregation had started clapping for me, my face just lit up. I don't know what it was. I don't know what happened. <laughs> my, my entire little face was just like, oh my gosh, that's what applause sounds like. I love that. And so like, after that, I was just like, I love telling stories. I love moving people with music. Um, and so after that moment on, I was just like, I have to sing somewhere in front of people. I have to perform in front of people. Like, this is what I know I was meant to do. What were, um, you know, when did you first start like making serious steps to get to where you are right now? Um, honestly, I feel like, attending Harlem School of the Arts all throughout middle school and high school was that step. 
um, it was all just one huge step because they gave me all of the resources and the opportunities that I needed in order to teach me this is what the hustle of an artist is like. This is what it takes to make it in this business. And this is what this business is. Um, so I honestly feel like that school as a whole just really trained me to become the artist that I am today. And I know that I would not be where I am today without that information and without those resources and those amazing teachers. You know, how, how you know, how does, how do you get into a school like that? You know, if anybody like, you know, has a kid that wants to go that route, you know, that, that school or any school of that, you know, what does, what does someone have to do? Um, so as far as Harlem School of the Arts goes, it's honestly not that complicated. You honestly just come in, you can like shadow a class and just see if you like the environment and if you like the energy and if this is where you want to go. Um, and it's honestly as easy as filling out an application and paying the fee and then going to a class. I just happened to be a part of the uh, HSA prep program, which was a preparatory program for students who were preparing to go to college. So I was there on a scholarship. So I actually had to audition with, I think, an Italian art song and a musical theater song and then like a regular R&B secular song. Um, and then after that, I also had to do some work study. So I just had to give back to the school in order to uh, pay off my scholarship. But it's honestly not that hard for kids to get involved in arts programs. And I'm so glad that there are so many more arts programs popping up around the country. You know, uh, when it comes to like arts programs and stuff like that, you know, do there's more, there's more, you know, popping up, but do you feel like there's anything that needs to be done to, you know, get the word out about that these exist? Um, I definitely think that these arts programs being seen uh, in more of a more of a public light, because I feel like a lot of these arts programs are in very local places. So unless you live in or around that environment or in that neighborhood, you probably wouldn't know about it. And this is why I'm so grateful for social media, because I know that um, social media has been such an amazing tool, specifically throughout quarantine, for getting the word out about things that people normally wouldn't have known about. Um, so I really love social media and also just word of mouth. Just talk about it. Don't be afraid to big up your program. Don't be afraid to talk about your local programs. Like it's, this is how we do it. This is how we network. And this is how we get people into these programs and to get to know about them. Yeah, New York's definitely like a hotbed of, uh, of communities, you know, of, you know, different ethnicities, people of color and whatnot. How important is, uh, you know, having the arts available to, you know, to those communities? And, you know, do you feel like there's more, more that should be done to, you know, make sure that these communities know more about it and make it more accepting? I think so. Um, I definitely think that some arts programs can seem out of reach for some kids and for some families, or it can seem super expensive or anything like that. And I think that arts programs should definitely keep in mind that, you know, every person and every child is coming from a different environment in a different household. Um, and we have to be accommodating towards that and understanding towards that. Like there can't just be one particular type of person or particular type of kid in these programs. These programs should be open to any and everybody and should have the resources to accommodate any and everybody so that everyone can get the education that they deserve. You know, getting back to, uh, to rents when, like, what do you, you know, this is it's the 25th anniversary, 
Yep. And a lot of people know about this, whether they've seen it on, uh, you know, Broadway, seen it in their uh, local theaters, or seen the movie. Uh, right. What's you know, what do you what do you think still is like the like this overarching theme of this uh, or the message of this uh, of this story that's being told? I think the overarching message is that life is short. Um, and that you have to love everyone around you and love the people that you do love while you can and love them through, you know, whatever they're going through, through whatever turmoil they might be experiencing, whether that is a disease, whether that is just mortality in any sense, whether that's an addiction, whether that is a heartbreak, it doesn't matter as long as you love that person through that and you realize that life is precious and today could be your last day, as long as you live it as such, I think that that is the message of the show. Now, personally, what is like, what is your favorite part of this show? I have so many favorite parts. And every time I get asked this question, I feel like I have to choose. Um, I think, honestly, between Out Tonight and Another Day, and that's not just because I'm Mimi, I promise. Um, I really love that one part of the show because you really get to see Mimi come out of her shell and it really just shows who she is as a person. And I feel like you get a pretty good taste of that out of everyone else. Um, but that is my favorite moment for her. And also another day is when she comes into Roger's house and she's trying to convince him, like, I'm the one for you. I'm a great time. Come out with me. Like, let's have fun. And he's like, no, I'm dying and I'm depressed and I don't want to do that. Please get out of my house. But it is also the very first time that Mimi really stands her ground and stands up for herself towards him. And she's just like, no, I know what I want. I know what my life is. And I know what life means now. And I'm trying to help you as well as help myself. Um, I think that that's a very deep part of the show that a lot of people don't really think about because it's a very, um, it's a very lively part of the show. Like the song is thumping like you're really just focused on the music. But if you listen to the messaging and you really watch what's going on, I think that that's a very deep, great part of the show. You know, what is the, you know, is there anything about the Mimi character that you learn more about yourself through? Yes. Um, honestly, before I started playing Mimi, I did not think about how precious life was. Um, and that's more or less just because I've never had to think about it. I've never had a, a life-threatening disease or anything like that. I've never had an addiction or anything that has really made me question my mortality. Um, but playing Mimi has definitely shown me like life is super, super precious. And especially after quarantine, I feel like it's informed me playing her even more. Like if this was Mimi right now in 2021, like life would be so, so precious. And it was so precious then and it's so precious now. Um, I think that she has absolutely also taught me how to go out and get what you want and how to believe in yourself. As long as you know who you are and you know what you deserve, you have every right to go out and get what you deserve and to just be yourself and love life no matter what, no matter what your circumstance is. That's what she's taught me. When, you know, you've, uh, you know, you're still very much, still very young, still got like so much life yeah. ahead of you, but already, you know, through, you know, what you've learned throughout your life and career, 
what would be sort of a nugget of knowledge that anybody listening to this doesn't matter what avenue of artistry that they're in or industry mm -hmm. that they could sort of project into their own life um i would say if you really love what you do and you feel like you were meant to do what you love you should absolutely do everything that you can to do that thing. Please don't let anything stop you. Don't let any circumstance stop you, any person stop you. If that is your path that is meant for you, it will always be meant for you. Nobody will take that from you. Do you have any uh, final thoughts uh, before we uh, get out of here? Um, Not really. I just hope you guys come out and see the show, and I hope you enjoy us telling the story to you guys. Awesome. Where can people uh, go online to get more information about, you know, rent or whatever, or even follow you? Um, so you can go to rentontour.net to get all of the information on us, the cast, as well as the tour. And as far as I go, you can follow me on Instagram at Ayana Smash. Just that simple. Just my name. Um, and also, I would like to say that I do have a single out. Its name is Queen, and I would absolutely love if you guys listen to it. Oh, great. I'll definitely go give yeah. it a listen. Yes, please. And all of you, too. Go listen to it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. It's been good talking with you, Ayana. Um, and uh, good luck on tour. And I uh, can't wait to see you, uh, you know, when you get to Detroit. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I had a great time. Thank you for listening to the Fresh of the Word podcast. Hosted and produced by myself, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier. Empowered by Anchor at anchor.fm slash fresh of the word. Fresh of the word theme music provided by Steve O. You can find more of his productions at imsteveo.bandcamp.com. And that's E-Y-E-A-M-S-T-E-V-E-O.bandcamp.com. Fresh of the word is available on all major streaming platforms. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. If you want to support Fresh of the Word, please consider pledging via Patreon at patreon.com slash fresh of the word. Follow Fresh of the Word on social media on Twitter at Fresh of the Pod, on Instagram at Fresh of the Word Podcast, and join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash fresh the word. For more information about Fresh of the Word and our other podcasts, Breaking Records and Renaissance Soul, and a collection of pop culture articles and reviews, please visit freshofthepodcast.com. Thank you for listening and your support. Goodbye and good night. Fresh, 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 fresh is the word.